range anxiety. That's where all of you faithful need to come and want to come and come all over this Christmas break to listen to the most epic of epicasts. Known to man, woman, a flat earther, flog, and nose feaster kind. You like that? Nose feasters. Yep, they're everywhere. And particularly over Christmas. That is the time of the booger and the booger eater. And uh, before we go any further, thank you to my favouritest band, Twisted Sister, and my favouritest performer, D. Snyder, for that uh, O Come All Ye Faithful. What a Christmas, rocking Christmas track that is. That is that is the Christmas of music as Die Hard is the Christmas of movies. Yeah, and that's, you know, this isn't even Nakatomi Tower we're talking about here. This is just, this is just cool shit. So, what brings us here today? Well, I am solo because Hi Babe is, uh, he will be out working somewhere. He'll be at PPRE slaving away for nothing, doing, you know, things not very good as per usual. But that's all right, Paul. You don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be that guy. You can be just a normal bloke. And thankfully, I just turned the fan setting down because our latest Christmas update has just been a, a shocker when it comes to fan speed control in the car. Instead of having, you know, one to nine, you've got low, medium and high on auto. And then, see, I've wound it down too low now. Now I'm getting hot because it has been hot, by the way. We'll get into that a little bit. Um... Yeah, now I'm back on three, but yeah, so you've got to switch to manual to get those numbers back, which gives us that nice sort of quiet um, sound when we're recording. It's even that's a little bit too high now, but you know what? Who cares? So yeah, no Lisa today, no Paul. It's just me by myself, and we're going to be talking about Christmas things that we do with cars, and you know, I've been having all sorts of fun. I'll uh, run through that in a moment, but one of the things we do tend to do over the Christmas break, and it's something I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about mentioning it. I've been going to mention it for a long time, but it keeps on slipping my mind when I'm, you know, getting grossed in recording this stuff. Um, and that is, you spend a bit of time washing your car over, over Christmas, or I do. You know, if I go away somewhere and it gets covered in bugs, I like to wash them off straight away. Now I'm not one of these guys. You know, I, I believe any time you rub paint, you, you're doing it a disservice. Um, it doesn't like to be contacted or touched. So I, I, this is my opinion, you know, I'm not any great body guy with cars or painter by any means, but yeah, it just makes sense not to like um, rub the bodywork to wash it. So I always like to use like touch-free stuff. Like, you know, I get that pre-soaked shit out of the machine and spray it on and then I'll do a high pressure rinse and, you know, let it all soak in and get everything nice and wet and just, you know, really nicely use a high pressure gun where you should use it along with seals and stuff like that and then finish it off with a spot free rinse and then go for a you know 10 15 minute drive in the sun to dry the car out now a lot of my detailer mates on facebook get all upset about it saying oh you're washing your car with dirty water and you know you should do it properly and you should put on my you know specialized knob coating that costs like 700 dollars and that'll protect it forever you know wow 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 yeah fuck off who cares I wash my car the way I want, and water generally tends to, you know, tends to do a pretty good job. But that's not it. When I use these public car washes, and I'm starting to get tense now. You can probably hear I was just I was making like fists as I was uh, saying this. Most of them look like someone's just taken a shit in them. You know, you drive in there, they're full of mud, crap, litter, junk. 
you know, and just just people use them like like public toilets, I suppose, public car washes, and of course it's the flogs in the road routers that do most of the damage because you know they they love to you know get away over the brake, go bury their dirty old shit Navara up to the gunnels in sand and shit and mud and wherever they can, and then. You know, rather than do the right thing and hose it off on their lawn and put the soil or sand back there, nope, they go to a public car wash, shit it up, and then don't spend the extra buck or two um, on, you know, spraying it all down the trap. No, they leave it for the next poor fucker to come in there and wash his car and then drive out through their mud. I think there should be some sort of um, camera ID system in those things. That changes the prices for when road routers and fuck knuckles with shovels on the roof that eat their own snot go in there because it's not very good, you know. I don't like um, driving through other people's shit and that probably half of it is dog shit or whatever. You know, I wouldn't put it past some of these feral oyster munchers. You know what I mean? Absolutely fucking horrific. Have some respect. You know, these are the same dogs that go out to, sorry, I love dogs, that go out to national parks and just dump their rubbish and leave it because they're just pigs and they think it gives them the right because they drive a 25 year old shitbox that's worth one buck and runs on diesel they think it's their right just to fuck it up for everybody else well that's why most tracks and parks are getting closed to idiots uh, to drive on you know because you, you just can't trust people just won't do the right thing you know chucking rubbish out the windows you know, flicking their boogers rather than eating them. No, no, they don't do that. Unfortunately, the things they should be flicking out the window make their way down their throat. Righto, so that's that. Whew, got that out of the way. But yeah, I, I had one, you know what? And the attendant was there this morning, actually. I had a clean wash bay. And so I cleaned the, the bugs off the front of the Telstra because I went down to Victor Harbour to see some rallies. And... And the idiot attendant, there was actually an attendant there. You rarely see them there, right? They're just like, if you get trapped in the automatic wash, call this number and an attendant will come and save your life. You know, do not attempt to drive out. Well, he was there, right? He was in the bay next to me and he was washing all of the mud that some stinking road router had dropped in there out of the bay. And instead of down on the grease trap or the catch, right across the front of where I was going to drive out. I thought, thanks a lot, a dickhead. So I put the car into reverse and reversed out of the, the wash bay and he looked at me quizzically. Yeah, yeah, I just wasted eight bucks of my money with you to drive through shit that you're hosing across the road in front of me. Makes no sense at all. Now, other things that have been irritating me over this break. Well, because there's so many goddamn rotten electric cars in my home state, in my hometown Adelaide now, Tesla's Model Ys, 3s everywhere, all sorts of Hyundai kind of weird things and Volvos and all sorts of shit boxes like that. I can't use my charger down at Burnside Village anymore because it's sort of like a race. People line up there. People are such, people that buy EVs are such tight asses, right? They line up there and wait for the big electric roller doors to go up in the morning to open the shopping center and then just sprint down to the charge free chargers. Now, I think there's three or four there, but there's only one that you want, right? And that's the one that's got a one and a half or a double bay to park in. Because the rest are sandwiched tight together 
for five bucks or three bucks with the free electricity, you're going to cop a decent door ding that's going to cost you a few hundred to fix. So that ain't worth it, right? So just for a laugh, I drove through there today. I mean, I've got a charger at home now, so I don't really care. But you know, anywhere there's free power, you may as well take it. Um, I've got a charger at home, so I don't care. But I drove through there today, and it was just a brothel. It was like there were cars everywhere. There were bloody Taycans and Konas and Ionics and 3s and Ys and Xs and Ss. And you would have to, you would, would, if you wanted an EV park at Burnside today, you would have had to have waited, I don't know, 15, 15 minutes, half an hour to, to get one. And it's just not worth it. In, this is going to be an ongoing problem, and it's only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And some some mutton heads would probably rely on that public charger to, you know, to, to get by if, if they don't have housing for their vehicle and some way of charging it, or, you know, if they're, they're, they're limited to the 10 amp. Because when I came back from Victor, I thought I'd cop a bit of a charge for the rest of the um, rest of the break, and I actually went down to the supercharger. I think there's four there in Adelaide, one available. And this was on uh, Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m., right? You know, like everyone's on holidays. Most people are out of town. One available, three cars in there. So, yeah, I, as I got there, one car was leaving. So instead of instead of jamming it in the, in the third slot, well, the, the way the cars were laid out, I was lucky because they split the, they split the charge boxes into two so that... Um, to get the full 125 kilowatts out of the stupid thing, you don't want anyone parked next to you because two charges, they split the charge down the middle. And, you know, you're only going to be getting like 65 at best, 62 around there. But if there's no one next to you, you'll get double that, 124, 125, which is what I managed to do. So, yeah, I spent a you know, good solid 15 minutes charging for the break, and that's it. I've been driving around a lot today. I'm, I'm at 70%. Life's good. If I need to, I'll just trickle it at home. Uh, even though I've got a level two destination charger there, I'll wind the current right down so that it's not pulling off the grid. And Bob's your uncle or your auntie, depending if he's gender fluid. Now, Christmas time, eh? What are we going to do this year? Well, we're all very excited. Or next year, sorry. 2023. Well, not 2023 so it's like not 1990 so in 2023 the drag strip opens everyone said everyone says it because people are stupid right they said it originally when um peregrine corporation came out and announced plans for the ben that'll never happen guess what it fucking happened and then when they said hey we're going to put a world-class drag strip in there. And it's not so unbelievable if you can build one of the best circuits and facilities in the world to think that you can lay like a kilometre of, of straight track too, eh? Not that hard to understand or believe, but people's nah, not going to fucking happen. Well, guess what? It's fucking happened. All the asphalt works are complete and it's all being finished off now. And I believe we're going to be starting some green runs in March upcoming. You know, the track will have to be bedded in and it will have to be, you know... I don't know what they do to prep a, you know, to rubber up a track. Probably invite dickheads like me along to try and put rubber on it. But we can't on wheel spin, so yeah, might be me. Um, but yeah, that's it's kind of good because I love roll racing, right? I just love the the, the just the the um, yeah, just the ease of it, I suppose. But it's not actually racing. It's just a 
Cheetahs Convention, and you know, I've, I've bent the rules there a little bit before, why not? It's Actually, it's a bit hard to bend the rules, because there aren't any bloody rules, and that's exactly it. But it's become a... Too many, I don't know, idiots are doing it, you know what I mean? And they won't go drag racing, because the difference between roll racing and drag racing for the casual enthusiast, I mean, both of them require a bit of science, but drag racing is a highly highly technical sport if you want to get the best out of the vehicle you know you've got a any vehicle i don't care what it is whether it's a holden or a telstra or a mclaren or whatever it is right it's a highly technical sport and you need to come up with a recipe that works right you need to come up with all the little tweaks and stuff that'll that'll take your car from from not working and being an embarrassment and having to use a book of excuses to justify how bad you were to something that you can actually be quite proud of and goes quite well. So there's going to be this big learning curve in Adelaide again because we've been so starved of drag racing for so long that the that the people the only people that have been doing it are those that have been going into state etc um, and you know if they're at the point where they're traveling into state to race uh, they generally know or what the hell they're doing in the first place so yeah it's going to be really good and it's going to be good for business too and it's going to be good for settling some scores because there's one thing about a proper CompuLink style times card is a time card never lies, right? And all of these cars with X amount of horsepower, it's very, very easy if you know roughly what they weigh to put those figures into the Moroso calculator and see what horsepower it's actually making. There are going to be a few big surprises for some of these. You know, I've got, you know, 1,000. No, you don't. I've got 1500. No, you don't. You've got about 680. You know, so there's going to be there's going to be heaps of fun there looking at people's trap speeds and what's going on and analyzing slips. And I think what it will do is because it's a, a, a proper sport, it'll breed a healthy scene because some of the bullshit in roll racing isn't particularly healthy from time to time. Um, you know, people boasting about deliberately cheating and stuff like that. Well, you you do that at a drag strip, you're red light, mate. That's that. You know, you're not winning any race with a red light. Easy peasy. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. And obviously, Paul and I will be heading out there to hit it up, and I'll probably run the three a few times, probably a couple of meetings before the plaid gets here, and then, you know, we have to work very hard on, on getting the plaid, hopefully, into the low nines to start with. I mean, they're a 9.2 second car out the box, um, but getting it to, you know, 8, 9, 9, 1, 9, 0 around, around that sort of level would be great. I mean, we've got every opportunity. We've got no excuses right? No stories with that one because we have six supercharger stalls, 250 kilowatt ones at the facility, you know, within a five, well, probably a 500 meter or a kilometer drive from the actual start line, I'd reckon, is where you'll find the superchargers. So it'll just be, you know, you will be able to keep the battery up to um, peak charge. We had to run it in the, in the, you know, 190% range, which is kind of where those cars do their best work then we'll be able to make sure that it is hot and that drag strip mode is on the whole time so that we're peak performance ready. So yeah, that's going to be that's going to be super cool. That's going to be super exciting to me. And of course, uh, you will find me there a lot. Yeah, so May they're saying, you know, the cars those cars are coming out rolling out everywhere around the 
around Europe now. I think still with the steering wheel on the wrong side, so we don't know um, if there has been a right-hand drive model yet. But normally, we're not too far away at that point in time of getting them here ourselves. One more thing before we go today. I'm sick of hearing about, you know, I get I got excited about it, then it sort of faded out of my mind. I'm sick of hearing about this fucking Tesla truck, the Semi. I'm sick of hearing people wank on about it. It's a bloody truck. It does 500 miles, towing a full load, um, and Pepsi, Frito-Lay or whatever are, are buying them. Yes, 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 all good, great. Um, does it really fucking matter? Like, people just have to pull it apart. And they're like, oh, they, got, they won't disclose it. You know, battery weight and battery size. They don't disclose any of that to us. Um, they won't, you know, can't work. We looked at, we worked out how much the trailer weighed in the video and we looked at, we looked at, you know, how much was on the trailer. You know, we ate a couple of boogers, you know, shucked the couple down, worked it out with our mates. And this thing doesn't work. This thing can't fucking do that. Who cares? If you don't like it, here's a suggestion for you. Don't fucking buy one and don't use one. The fact that anything with a charger plug on it uh, attracts so much uh, attention, most of it from idiots that don't have a clue what they're on about. Um, it's just, is it because they're so scared? Is it because they're, or just they're perpetually stupid? Is there a reason? That's what I don't know. But, I mean, I don't look at every new car, like old ice shitbox that comes out and go, I wonder what the engine weighs. I wonder with a full tank of fuel, how much the fuel tank weighs. And I wonder about how much I can put in the back of it and what its range will be on a tank of fuel once I've done that. You know why I don't do that? Because I don't give a shit. You know, I've got better things to, to do during the day and, and night and better ways of upsetting myself than worrying about like what Tesla or some other company are doing. You know, it's just, it's just perplexing. But I suppose, you know, change is really hard for some people and, uh, you know, they, they get a car with it and it's got some, oh, I've got a mate that bought a new Jag, you know, a big family cruiser and it's got like a fucking Atari video game console for a screen. That's what it looks like, or, you know, Vic 20. And, it, yeah, it's just, I don't know. People like, people hated screens when Musk was stuffing them in cars, but as soon as everybody else copies that and stuffs them into cars, oh, they're fucking wonderful. Have a look at this. Have a look at my low-res 320 by 200 JPEG-looking pixelated screen. Isn't it wild? Because someone else did it. Who cares? You know, and that's what it is. So, yeah, I've got that out of my system for Christmas. Uh, I've got a mate coming around that I've got to go and see in a minute, and he was the same mate that two years ago, uh, to this day, actually had a little incident in this car and uh, spent a bit of time walking after uh, giving the throttle a uh, big hard press for a few seconds and not realising there was someone that had a laser gun on him. So yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. But with that, we will be back. We will be back in our regular time slots. We've done some test recordings for the YouTube channel that I, I'm going to put up and just so everyone can have a bit of a look and a bit of a feel. 
Um, I'll let you know when that is. Uh, and until then, uh, thank you once more for listening to Arrange Anxiety.